Hello everyone, I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be back with you again this week. Well, if we go back to where we ended our study last time, we will recall that we were looking at the fact that God had told Adam that in the day that he ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would surely die. And we had seen that what died that day was Adam's and of course the woman's spirit, that part of their being that had a direct connection with God. They experienced then through this a separation from God. Now, can we be absolutely certain that this is what happened? Well, yes, fortunately we can. Uh, if we think about their bodies, we'd have no problem. Their physical bodies did not die that day, but continued for nearly a thousand years afterwards. But what about their souls? Well, according to Leviticus 17.11, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And this life is the Hebrew word nephesh, which means life or it can mean soul. Life and soul in the Hebrew language and in the Greek language through the word suke are translated from the same word and are interchangeable. So we could see soul and life, that means exactly the same thing. So as the soul, the life is in the blood and their blood continued to flow through their veins, so their soul did not die. However, we will remember that sin did impact all three parts of their being. We know that their spirit had died, that separation from God and his purpose for them. We know that their soul had become corrupted because it now had a sin nature. And the soul has to do with the natural life of a person. And it's the seat of a person's emotions, feeling and desires focused on a person's man conscience existence. I think, I need, I want. After the fall, both Adam and the woman were afraid for themselves. They tried to cover themselves and they hid from God, all manifestations of that focus on self. Before the fall, there was no fear and no need to try and hide. Their bodies began to decay. And although their bodies didn't die instantly that day, they did begin the process that resulted in their returning to the dust from which they came. And the man and the woman's attempt to provide a covering for their sin by the work of their own hands using fig leaves was completely futile because only God is able to provide a covering for sin, which he does in the slaying of animals and giving Adam and the woman tunics of skin to wear to cover their nakedness. And this incident gives us our first picture of what redemption will involve. It must involve death and shed blood. And it pictures, of course, for us, the imputed righteousness of Christ that we receive at our new birth. And it's at this point then for the man and the woman that their dead, separated spirit passed from death to life. But let's note this, although that part of their being that had connection with God had now been restored, they did not return to their original condition before the fall. They still had no covering of glory and they were not placed in the position of rulership for which they had been created. And of course, nor has any person since that time, except of course, for the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
or the man and the woman still possessed a sin nature and their bodies continue to decay. And if we bring this into our own experience, we can find this from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Well, we were born dead in trespasses and sins, and through the death and shed blood of Christ, we are made alive. Our spirit, that part of our being that relates to God, our God-conscious existence was restored and was no longer separated from God, allowing us to receive spiritual truth. And of course, an obvious thing that we would know with that, we're dealing with spiritual life that comes because we already had natural life, even though we were dead in trespasses and sinned. So at the moment of our eternal salvation then, our body remained exactly the same as it did the moment before we were eternally saved. None of us received the covering of glory, did we? And none of us yet hold that position of rulership for which we were created. There is no doubt then that our spirit is eternally saved as a result of our faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. Yet we still have a sin nature, 1 John 1, 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And of course, our body is still in the process of decay. Quick look in the mirror every day confirms that for us quite easily. But if we are ever to fulfill the purpose for which God has created us, we will have to be once again in the same condition as Adam and the woman before the fall. We must have a spirit which is alive. We must have a soul without a sin nature. And we must have that immortal body covered with glory. And of course, a quick calculation in this would reveal to us that we have one of the three, but not all of the three. And if God's purpose for us is to be fulfilled, which it must, just remembering our opening scripture, then there must also be provision for the salvation of our soul and our body. And as we don't have that salvation now, because we still have a sin nature and we don't have a covering of glory, it must remain something out ahead of us. And it's no surprise that this is what the scripture shows. But that will have to wait until next time, though, and only, of course, if the Lord is willing. Thank you for being with us today. Do so appreciate it. God bless you. And until next time, take care. Goodbye.